What is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX Hockey Cast. This is episode 57, and this is my little weekly hockey show where I go through all the news in the major stuff in the NHL. I could talk about any team, but my favorite teams are the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Calgary Flames. So I'll be focusing in on those ones, but I'll just talk about anything hockey because I'm a big old hockey noid. So obviously... This is a big-ass week. We're going to have a big episode, man. We got July 1st has finally come. I'm a little late to the party, I understand, but I kind of wanted the dust to settle and everything. I feel like a lot of the major podcasts, they had all their stuff coming out on the fly because they're just live broadcasting and shit. I have I have a job and shit, so I can't just, you know, live broadcast at home. So I'm going to do my weekly recap here, and we're going to go through every single team, and we're going to go through all their signings, what I think of the signings, and so on and so forth. And depending on time frame and stuff, we'll kind of gauge where these teams are going. But we have the whole off season to go through all the teams and figure out what they're trying to do and who and who and will not be who will and will not be, is that right? B playoff team coming up to this upcoming season. But as I said, we're very, very early into the off season. There's still lots of moves to be made by teams. Honestly, uh not as many trades as I was expecting uh, so far. There have been trades, but just not as many as I was expecting up until this date. But we had a fuckload of signings over 650 million dollars handed out on july 1st one of the busiest july 1st we've ever had as far as i can recall and it's nice because we haven't had this july 1st thing for a little while covid fucked up the schedule and this is the first time we've been able to have a july 1st free agency opening date in a minute and it was hot as hell so we'll be talking about that obviously But I'll just touch on a couple of little bit of smaller news pieces before we get into the big cojones of this free agency uh, situation. So we got a couple of retirements here. We got Patrick Hornquist retiring uh, out of Florida. That's where he was. Uh, What a awesome little career for Patrick Hornquist, man. Uh, Pretty well known that he was the last pick in, I think it was a 2005 draft. He was like 200 and something. And he goes on to play basically a thousand games in the NHL because he had 900 games uh, just regular season then over a hundred games in the playoffs so I'm, I'm classifying that as a thousand game career damn near undrafted player and he was very very good man he was uh, kind of a 25 goal thir- uh, 30 assist 50 point kind of guy consistently uh, only hit 30 goals the one time but Man, I was ever was I ever a big fan of Patrick Hornquist. He was an absolute fantasy superstar in fantasy hockey pools. He just put up a lot of shots, lots of hits, scores on the power play. He can just do everything, and he was a little stinker out there. You'd love to have that guy on your playoff team because he will get into the gritty areas. He loves to be in front of the net. He'll chirp you. He'll fight. He'll do whatever it takes to win, and he's a two-time Stanley Cup champion with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Really enjoyed him there. Started his career with Nashville, finishes out with Florida, and, you know, last year, uh, they go to the Stanley Cup final. He doesn't necessarily get to be a part of that because he had a very injured, riddled season last year. I think he only got into, like, 22 games, but hell of a career for Patrick Hornquist. Sad that we uh, it kind of goes out on a little bit of a whimper. It would have been awesome if he got into that Florida playoff run because he would have been great for them. I mean, it's Patrick Hornquist. I mean, he shines the brightest in the playoffs, I would say, but great career for Patrick Hornquist. Congratulations for him. And I hope he has a future in hockey. Rather, he uh, hooks up with one of the teams in player development, maybe becomes a scout coach. Maybe I don't know, but we'll see what happens with Patrick Hornquist. Regardless, arguably one of the best last picks might be the best last pick in an NHL draft of all time. So that was really cool. We also have Michael Stone retires. Uh, Calgary Flame, uh, I'm not going to call, I don't know, maybe a legend, but he's been around the Calgary Flames a lot. And he's going to stay with the Flames. He is joining them in player development. So that's really nice. Kind of sucks. A little disappointing that he won't be, like, playing with the team. He's been... You know, I don't know, there's just always been a special spot for him in Calgary. He can't really ever make it onto an NHL squad that much, but he's got an excellent, uh, very, very powerful slap shot from the point. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's nice that he has found a, a permanent home with Calgary, and now he's going to be in player development. So congratulations to him. Maybe not the most eye-popping stat uh, riddled uh, career, but you know, he played in the NHL. That's uh, 
more than we can say for a lot of us. So congratulations to a career in the NHL for Michael Stone, and good luck in Flames player development. They're going to need you, so that's really cool. And that's, I don't know, that's basically, I have some stuff here about uh, Stevia Zierman. We'll talk about that a little bit later. So let's just fucking start diving into this, man. We're going to go team by team here. I am on Sportsnet, and we're just going to go in order, starting with the Anaheim Ducks, who uh, definitely made a splash in free agency, uh, whether you like it or not, Anaheim fans. So we'll start out with Radko Gudis. Uh, I mean, wasn't really expecting him or the other guy to go to Anaheim of all teams, but Radcal Gudis gets a three-year deal worth $4 million per season. He is 33 years old now, defenseman, and yes, he definitely adds, he's definitely going to add some toughness, experience, and, you know, just a quality, uh, I don't know, I will, arguably a top four defenseman, probably better suited for the top six, but Anaheim, a devastatingly bad team last year, and they're adding some size, some grit, and experience, so, I mean, it's not going to make them a playoff team or anything like that, but it's going to make them a little bit less easy to push around, which seemed to be a problem for them last year. They were, they were very easy to push around teams, so adding in Radko Gudis for three years, I mean, yeah, he's 33. I don't see Anaheim being a playoff team during those three years. I can't really see it. So they need to hit the salary the salary floor. So they're going to have to add a couple guys here and there. I, I'm fine with it. It's not the worst. And then you got Alex Kalorn. He gets a four-year deal worth $6.25 million. So definitely getting paid for name recognition, playoff recognition, and of course the Stanley Cup rings recognition. But four years at 33 years old already. Definitely we have seen the offense drop on Alex Alex Kalorn in a big way in Tampa Bay. Now there are defenders of Alex Kalorn being that he had a very, very specific role in Tampa Bay, not necessarily about scoring goals, but being very defensively responsible, big, and physical. But yeah, his goal scoring and point production has come down quite a bit over the last few years. Definitely have some hard miles on that body, lots of very long playoff runs with the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, it's a well-earned contract. I just felt like maybe we're moving away from this kind of thing, like you're not paying a guy at the end of his career for what he did, but... When you're a team like Anaheim, who had the season that they had last year, you're going to have to pay a little bit of extra premium to get these kind of guys. Because a guy like Alex Klorn and Gudis, I mean, with all that playoff experience, uh, teams that are on the cusp or playoff bound, definitely would have some interest at these guys. But doubtful that a playoff contending team would be throwing $6.25 million at Alex Klorn. Or even $4 million okay for Gudis. It's a little bit high. I'd be a little more comfortable at 3 but, um, I mean, at this point, they're getting closer to the end of their careers. Alex Klorn has his cups. I think it's fair to uh, grab the money now while you can. Uh, probably the last time he's going to have a chance to get that. So, I mean, secure the bag. I have no problem with that. So, that's what Anaheim did. I mean, it's fine. So, Klorn and Gudis, they're both going to add some more grit to um Anaheim, you're going to have that experience and a lot of young players there in Anaheim. You're going to have some mentorship here behind Gudis and Kalorn, some veterans. It's an okay, they did okay. I mean, I don't think Anaheim is done here. They're, they're still, they could add. And I feel like there could be some trades here, you know, John Gibson and all that stuff. I guess I'll touch on John Gibson now, the fact that uh, rumors coming out that he said allegedly that he will not play another game for the Anaheim Ducks. He's come out and denied those claims. Uh, fine with me. Apparently, he does still want to be traded out of Anaheim, but it's like not that dire that he like I will never play again. It's not like that, but I feel it is it is fair for Gibson to want to get out of Anaheim. They're not in a position to win anytime soon. He's been a soldier. That is putting it lightly for the for the Anaheim Ducks. So I'd be fine with the John Gibson trade. Have no idea where he's going though. Let's move on to Arizona now. Uh, they had a pretty busy uh, first day here in July, so they add Jason Zucker, which is not bad. I mean, one year, $5.3 million. Again, this is a team that uh, hasn't been very successful over the last while, so uh, pricing might be a little bit higher than uh, maybe a playoff-bound team, but Jason Zucker, again, he's 31 years old. It's a one-year deal for a team like Arizona. Pretty low risk. I don't think it's really all that bad. 
And he's a good player, man. He can do a little bit of everything, you know, second, third line on like a fucking Stanley Cup championship team, but a a solid second liner, I would say, adding here for uh, Arizona, low risk. I I have no problem with that deal. Troy Stetcher, one-year deal, defenseman, still, uh, well, I guess he's not that young anymore. He's 29 years old. I feel like this guy uh, is still young, but no, I mean, a $1 million deal, can't go wrong with that I mean it's he's not the greatest defenseman or anything but adding some more players here and Arizona claiming they are going to be more competitive this year so they're adding Nick Bugstad on top of that two-year deal 2.1 million dollars per season 30 years old in the center uh I mean he's definitely had an up and down career he's played better in certain places than he has in others fairly big player but um I don't know. He's okay. Again, two-year deal. We're going to see a lot of low uh, year amounts until we get to the Islanders, but we're going to see a lot more uh, lower year contracts because of the salary cap going up. Guys are going to be wanting to uh, be uh, free agents for that time, so there's more money available to them. But Nick Bugstad, two years, $4.2 million in total. Eh, It's fine. And then Alexander Kerfoot has gone from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Thank you, Laird. No offense, Kerfoot. It it just, it didn't work, bro. It just didn't work. Two-year deal with the Arizona Coyotes, $3.5 million. A little shocking to me that he was still able to make that much money. But uh, good for him. You know, he is a bit of a Swiss Army knife. You can put him in pretty much on any part of the line just he's not gonna really do a whole lot for you he didn't score a lot for Toronto but he didn't necessarily cost us a whole lot of goals or anything he's just kind of a guy out there you want to kill some time and and for the majority of the time bad things won't happen Alexander Kerfoot is your guy so you know good for him that he found a place we'll move on to Boston now and I don't know about those those players added uh, alone for Arizona is going to get them into a, into the playoffs, but it should make them a bit better. We move on to Boston now, who's, uh, they again, they were busy on July 1st, signing JVR, James Van Riemsdyk, goes to Boston, one year, $1 million, no problem with that deal, I mean, you can bury that if it goes bad, but JVR, you know, I loved him as a Toronto Maple Leaf, I, uh, Leaf. He was fantastic and didn't work out so well going back to Philadelphia. And now as a Bruin, I mean, I always have that feeling whenever someone goes goes off to Boston, they're going to be fantastic. So I just have that feeling that JVR will be fantastic for them. They also sign Morgan Geeky, two-year deal, $2 million per season. That's fine. I'm a little bit surprised that he didn't re-sign with the Kraken. But, um, man, I remember, I'm pretty sure he scored the first goal for the Kraken. Uh, at least it was the first goal that I saw, and he just ripped it bar down. And I was just like, oh, that was so good. And yeah, he just really hasn't blossomed into, I feel like, what some people were hoping for. He's still kind of young, a little bit older for a forward at 24 year- years old. Uh Upside potential is probably uh, not not very high anymore. He probably is kind of what he is. But if he can get a find a nice spot here in Boston, it could work out good for him. And again, two year deal, two mil, not that big of a deal. And you got the big Milan Lucic. He is coming back home. He's going back to Boston. One year, one million dollars. Can't go wrong with that deal either. He's thirty five now. Definitely a lot of hard miles. But at one million dollars, back in Boston, I feel. What a slam dunk. I mean, it's going to make the fans happy. Lucic is happy. He is very excited to come back and play in Boston again. And, yeah, he's like the most Bruin Bruin ever, right? So, yeah, Lucic back in Boston feels right. Kevin Shattenkirk, one year, $1 million. I mean, fine. Uh, probably a, a top six defenseman for them. Uh, maybe maybe lower, but we'll see. Kevin Shattenkirk can still put up some points. Definitely not a good defensive defenseman, though. But at one year, again, no risk. Patrick Brown signs a two-year deal, 800000 per. Yeah, I mean, a depth signing right here. He's a bit older. 31 years old, right winger. I mean, fine. Uh, not a bad day for the Bruins. I mean, Lucic and JVR, I really like. The, I mean, all those deals at a million dollars, can't go wrong with that, so... Not bad, not bad work there from the Bruins. We move on to the Sabres now. We got Tyson Jost signs a one-year, $2 million deal. That is a re-signing, so good for him. Eric Johnson, he is out of Colorado, and he is joining the blue line of the Buffalo Sabres for one year, 3.25 mil. Maybe a little rich for Eric Johnson at this point in his career, but the experience, the the leadership that he is going to bring to Buffalo, and especially to that back end, that back end which is quite young, I like this signing for Buffalo quite a bit. One year, can't go wrong. 
Now you got Connor Clifton, a three-year deal on this one, $3.33 million per season, $10 million total, 28 years old, defenseman. Now, I don't know a whole hell of a lot from Connor Clifton, but from everyone, all the Bruins fans that I've heard from, they were their eyebrow raised a little bit when they saw this much money going to Connor Clifton, so you could take it to that. Possibly a little bit of an overpayment here, but three years, again, with the Buffalo Sabres being where they're at, not that bad of a deal. I mean, maybe, maybe a little rich, probably, but uh, at least it's not an overly long contract. And we got Dustin Tikarski. He's coming to be a goaltender for the Buffalo Sabres, more than likely going to be playing in the AHL, but... You know, the word going around the NHL right now is that we have moved into a three-goalie system, possibly even a four-goalie system because of the ridiculousness of the Golden Knights going through 150 goalies and so on and so forth. So uh, teams are loading up on more goaltenders than usual. So Dustin Tokarski may not play in the NHL, but he's here, and I love that name. So that's all Buffalo did. We'll move on to Calgary. Uh, I don't think they did very much at all. Uh, no, they did not. They got Jordan Osterley, picked him up for $925,000 for one year. I mean, they definitely need to get some work done. Uh, so, they, yeah, they got to get going here, Calgary. A lot of people are mad at the Flames for not doing anything. We will talk about the trades uh, in a little bit. We'll be getting to the trades. Don't you worry. So Calgary didn't do much. Carolina, lots of stuff going around Carolina right now uh, in terms of trade ideas. You know, Eric Carlson getting linked to them quite a bit. And they had a pretty busy day as well. So they re-sign. They did a lot of re-signing. So they got Jesper Fast at a two-year, $2.4 million per season. Fine. I mean, that's not a bad, he's not a bad player. Maybe you would expect, you would hope for a little bit more offense out of him, but a solid player. Two mil, I'm fine with that. And then they re-signed both goaltenders, which was surprising, but they re-signed Antti Ranta and Frederick Anderson. Antti Ranta coming in at one year, $1.5 million. I love that deal. Nothing wrong with that. Guaranteed that he's going to get hurt. So I actually, I'm fine with them signing both the goaltenders. So you get Frederick Anderson at two years, $3.4 million per season. And again, with that combination of Anderson-Ranta, you are guaranteed that one or both are going to get hurt. So I, I have no fear that, uh, I believe his name is Kachekov, the younger goaltender, he is going to be playing, man, without question. He's arguably already better than Anderson and Ranta, but with... Um, the way that the NHL is going, like I said, kind of moving into this two, three goalie system. Carolina's got one of the stronger uh, goaltending tandems, th- thruples, whatever the hell you want to call it. So I'm okay with it. Low, fairly low risk, other than the fact that they're guaranteed to get hurt at some point. I'm good with that. I, I think that's good for Carolina. Now we got a big one here. Well, two kind of big ones here for Carolina. Dmitry Orlov is coming to Carolina. Two years, $7.75 million per season. That's a, that's a big cap hit. I think it's a little bit rich. I think uh, they're definitely, he earned some dollars with his little run there in um, in Boston. I feel like otherwise in, in Washington, if he stayed there, he'd maybe be like a $6 million defenseman. But he's definitely one of the bigger names in free agency. So he was going to get paid, and he did. He definitely got paid. Uh, it's two years, so it's not that bad. Which, I mean, I don't know how people still think that Carolina is in on Eric Carlson. They got Orlov now. They've already, they already have Brett Burns. So unless they're sending Brett Burns back to San Jose to bring in Eric Carlson, we already saw that the Brett Burns and Eric Carlson being on the same blue line didn't work in San Jose. We saw how successful it was when Eric Carlson can run it by himself. 100 points, by the way, and a Norris trophy. So... I really can't see Eric Carlson coming over. I feel like he's going to the Kraken. That's the only team that really makes any sense to me. But interested to hear what you guys think about Carolina adding Eric Carlson. Is that a possibility or is that just a hell to the nah nah? We move on. It is Michael Bunting. He is off to Carolina for three years, $4.5 million per season. I mean, yeah, that is in and around what I was expecting for him. And, I mean, as long as the referees reset their relationship with him in Carolina, he should be a nice little player. I don't think he is necessarily the answer to the offensive woes that Carolina is looking for. I think that he's still kind of in that category. Like, yeah, he's a fine um, top six, maybe. 
I, I, we'll see how it goes for him in the top six for Carolina. I mean, in Toronto, he was playing with Matthews and Marner. Uh, they don't necessarily have that quality of player in Carolina. They have good players. We'll see how it goes for Michael Bunting. I will, I really enjoyed that player. Kind of knew uh, the writing was on the wall that Michael Bunting wasn't going to be coming back. It was going to be too rich for our blood, but not for Carolina. I think it's going to be a nice addition for him as long as he can play the game that made him you know, earn that $4.5 million contract. As long as he can play like that, Carolina should like him quite a bit. And then they re-signed Dylan Coughlin, $850,000 for one year. No problem with that. We'll move on now to who we got next. It is Chicago, who had a fantastic draft weekend, obviously. Bedard is just having a fantastic time. Uh, we already know of the Nick Felino re-signing a Corey Perry, $4 million each for those two. The only other guy that they got is Ryan Donato, two years, $2 million per season, whatever. I mean, anything that they're doing right now, it's, it's kind of just padding the team for right now they're going to be better than they were last year but I, I i i don't think they're making playoffs though all right we got colorado they had a fairly busy day i know people are uh, questioning the miles wood deal it's a six-year deal two and a half million dollars per season he's 27 years old um yeah, so I didn't see this one coming, but I don't think it's that bad. I mean, six years, yeah, it's it's a little bit risky. I mean, things can go wrong in that deal, but at $2.5 million, that could be an absolute fucking bargain right there. If if he can get back to the Miles Wood that I remember, the guy that was putting up some some goals, he was hitting, he looked like a pretty damn good power forward. This, guy, this deal could be, rather, it could be an incredible deal or... Even at the 2.5 million, it might, like, if he's terrible this year, people might be like, oh, but with the cap going up as much as it's going to, it's not that bad of a deal. It's not something that you can bury necessarily, but it's not that bad that it's going to boat anchor your team. It's not like a six and a half million dollar deal. So I don't hate the Miles Wood deal. I think it, I think this one, especially on the Colorado, I could see that working out for them extremely well. Then they got Jonathan Drouin, so this is extremely interesting. He's only 28 still, and um, he's got a big connection with Nathan McKinnon. They played on the Halifax Mooseheads together back in the day. I believe that was the, they were in the same draft. I may be wrong about that, but regardless, there is a connection between Jonathan Drouin and Nathan McKinnon. Mac Daddy loves Jonathan Drouin. He's all about his game. He wants him here. So very strong opportunity that we're going to see these two play with each other at some point. Will it work? We'll have to just wait and see. They have history, so it could work. But again, one year, $825,000 for a guy that was selected, what, second overall, third, fourth overall? It's worth a flyer on him. I'm completely fine with this. So cool. You got Bowen Byram re-signing two years, 3.85 mil. So you're looking at a bridge deal right here. Could be amazing and it could be bad. I mean, in those two years, he could become a superstar and then Colorado's paying out the ass for him. Or he can just, I don't know, maybe, I know he's got a lot of injury kind of history going on already in his early career. Begging for this kid to please stay healthy. I just, I don't want to see anything like that go down. You know, anything like Nolan Patrick. So sad to see something like that. But Bowen Byram, he looks like the, his ceiling looks extremely high. Let's hope that he can get there. Pretty good deal. And you got Andrew Cogliano re-signing for 825000 A nice depth signing for them. Kind of a locker room favorite. And Jack Johnson returning for league minimum, 775000 can't go wrong not nothing wrong with that columbus you're up next what'd you do not a whole lot all he did was sign their third overall pick adam fantilli nine hundred fifty thousand for three years <laughs> steal absolute steal dallas what is up with dallas what are we doing here we got so matt duchene got bought out by nashville and then he re-signs with the Dallas Stars for one year, $3 million. I would have to say that's a bit of a bargain right there for Dallas. I think they threw all the money that they had at him. So completely good with the Matt Duchesne signing. He should be able to provide a nice, at least you would think like 50, 60 points. So at $3 million, that's a, that's a good, that's slam dunk. I like that a lot. And they add Craig Smith for one year, $1 million. Kind of a Swiss Army Knife, you can utilize him in a lot of situations. Not incredible at any one thing, but solid at a lot. So for one mil, can't go wrong, 33 years old, yeah, not bad. They re-signed Joe Hanley to a two-year extension, 
just shy of league men. So yeah, I mean, he's a older defenseman, depth defenseman. Yeah, not bad. And they're taking a flyer on Sam Steele. It didn't work out for him in Anaheim or Minnesota. Coming to Dallas. I hope it works for him. You know, uh, that was the Leafs draft pick that they traded to Anaheim. Became Sam Steele. So, uh, in a way, I'm always going to be rooting for a guy that, even in theory, may have been a Leaf. So, hopefully he can find a home there in Dallas. One year, 850000 Very low risk. We got uh, Gavin Bayreuther signs a one-year, 775000 minimum deal. Uh, probably just a depth defenseman signing. Right there, we got the twat. Detroit was definitely busy, and uh, some people are definitely maybe questioning the the Yeiserman plan a little bit after after their day. So uh, they do re-sign Clem Costing, which I'm good with that. I mean, two years, two million dollars. He's only 24 years old, so there might still be a little bit of un untapped potential right here if he can play you know when he was looking he was looking pretty all right there in Edmonton at times could be a very nice little signing for them right here it's only two mil I'm okay with it got Gustav Lindstrom he is signing for 950k a 24 year old defenseman don't know a fucking thing about him my apologies Matt Luff one year 775,000 probably a depth forward James Reimer is going to Detroit for a year for 1.5 mil. Fine with that signing as well. Justin Hall. Oh my God. Someone has signed Justin Hall and he got a raise. What the fuck? 31-year-old defenseman signs a three-year deal. $3.4 million per season. Holy shit, Justin. Ah, good for you. Right-hand right hand shot defenseman, I tell you. They are worth a premium, so... Detroit playing, paying, I would say, a premium for Justin Hall. If they can utilize this guy in the proper way, you know, um, low-risk um, low uh, areas of the ice would be very good for him. Probably have someone that's very sturdy uh, paired up with him if they can because if Justin Hall has any form of pressure, he crumbles. So, um, yeah, have fun with that for three years. Don't know how that's going to go. Daniel Sprong is off to Detroit for one year. $2 million. A little bit surprised that he's leaving the Kraken. Seemed to be going very well for him. I'm wondering if it's because of Tolvanen coming in. Tolvanen looked like kind of a little bit of an upgrade over Sprong, and maybe Sprong was like, hey, man, you just gave him my spot. I'm out of here. So he's going to Detroit for a year. Two mil, I mean, for one year, if he... If he can be what he was with the Kraken. They definitely had something special going on with him over there. Had him in a very specific role. So if Detroit can do that too, they'll probably get a pretty good time out of him. Now the JT Confer signing. This one uh, definitely ruffled some feathers. Five-year extend, uh, five-year deal worth five and a half per season. So twenty-eight-year-old defense, or sorry, twenty-eight-year-old center. And again, so centers and defensemen, especially right shot defensemen, they're going to be worth a little bit more than your average player. And JT Comfer, he's a good, he's good. I would think of him, I mean, some people are putting him in as the second line center for Detroit. Uh, I guess it kind of depends what they're going to do with Cop, if they're going to have him playing wing or center. And it's a decent looking center core, like it's definitely not the best. And JT Comfer, uh, I don't know, man, like... On a perfect situation, he'd probably be like a really, really good third line center. Uh, we'll see how it works. I mean, five and a half, it definitely is a little bit rich for right now. But as I said, cap's going up. It's going to look not as bad. But it, I think it's just going to be like a, a meh. I think after after the first year, people won't be talking about Because he's probably just going to be like a 50-55 point guy. And for five and a half center, you can't, eh, it's fine. You can do worse. They got Alex Lyon, goaltender as well from Florida, signing a two-year deal, 900000 per. I mean, yeah, for what Alex Lyon did for Florida last year, I'm surprised he didn't stay, but maybe because of the tantalizing two-year deal, maybe that's what got him over to Detroit, but more than likely a depth goaltender right here, unless he happens to keep the magic that he had going for him there in Florida, probably going to be playing in the minors. You got Shane Gostisbehere signing a one-year, $4.125 million deal. One-year, man, you, it's, not, it can't, it's not that risky. They got the money for it, so, I mean, sure, why not? Uh, definitely not a very defensive defenseman, but a pretty damn good offensive defenseman, so they can, they can use that. 
And then Brogan Rafferty, two years, league minimum, 28-year-old defenseman, more than likely some depth right here. And then Christian Fisher signs uh, one year, 1.125. Uh, we'll see where he fits in in this lineup. They do kind of have a lot of forwards right now. And the whole Zadina thing, uh, he gets waived. No one picks him up, and now he's going to be bought out, I do believe. So, hoping shit will go right for Zadina. And for years now, I've been waiting for that kid to break out. It just hasn't happened. And it doesn't look like anyone around the league is all that interested in the money that he's making right now, which is only like 1.5. So, yeah, the stock on Zadina has skyrocketed downwards. So, that's a shame to hear, but hopefully he finds a landing spot at some point. So... A lot of people are kind of upset with uh, Yeiserman. Mostly, I would say it's just because of the JT Confer signing, but it could be, again, that could be a deal in a couple of years we're looking back on. It's like, wow, what a bargain. If he does become a very solid second line center, putting up like 60, 65 points at five and a half, that's a steal. So we'll see how that deal goes. It could be a bad one, though. So we move on to Edmonton. What do we got? We got, uh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah. So. This one's interesting. So you got Connor Brown. He signs for one year. The cap hit is 700, so league minimum, but his total cap hit is 4250000 So I believe this is all like bonus laden. I have no idea, but I love the signing of Connor Brown to Edmonton. He's kind of been connected there for a little bit. He's played with Connor McDavid before, so there could be a fantastic connection there. They've kind of been struggling to find a winger that can play with Connor McDavid. Connor Brown could be the guy. I love Connor Brown. I'm so sad that he's been hurt. I, I just He was great in Ottawa. I, I, I cheered for him in Ottawa. Didn't work out in Washington. I think it could work out very, very well for him in Edmonton. So I look forward to see what Connor Brown can do this year. He's 29, so you know there's still some gas in that engine. They re-sign Drake Kajula, two years, league men, fine with me. Lane Peterson, two years, league men, fine with me. Noel Hoffenmeyer, fucking hell of a name, entry-level deal signing right there. Ben Gleason, two-year, league men. And uh, Olivier Rodrigue, one-year, league minimum, 23 years old. That's a goaltender. Interesting. Okay, don't really know any of those guys my apologies we'll move on to florida now who lost some names but they they brought in some names as well so they bring in oel oliver ekman larson is a panther now so one year 2.25 million nice to see that he didn't go to boston i i feel like that's a great place for him to go you know a very not an over-the-top market it's going to be a little hot right now because of the whole recent um stanley cup final and whatnot but i'm fine with that i mean he's that's definitely a, a much more acceptable cap hit. I still think it's a little bit rich, honestly, but fine with that deal. You got Denisenko, two years league minimum, 23-year-old, so probably looking for uh, for a spot on this roster. Dmitry Kulikov, one year, $1 million. Eh, not bad depth, this depth defenseman signing. Kevin Stenlin, one year, one mil. Again, depth. Uh, Miko Mikola, three years, $2.5 million per. Interesting. I... Don't know a whole lot about Mikola. He's, I don't know. I, I, we'll have to see about that one. It's three years. Yeah, you can do worse. And then Evan Rodriguez gets four years, $3 million per. He's 29 now. And another one of those Swiss Ar Army Knife guys. Now, I imagine Florida is hoping that they'll get the Rodriguez that was there in Pittsburgh when Evgeny Malkin went down. Rodriguez went in and was phenomenal. He was amazing. And he hasn't quite found that yet. And he hasn't been quite as low as he has been for some other teams. So I think you're looking at a very quality, solid player that can you can utilize him anywhere, center, wing, fucking top line to bottom line. For three million, I think you can do worse than that. So I'm not I'm not upset with that deal for Evan Rodriguez. Not too bad. Move on to Los Angeles, who have had a busy, busy bit of a off season. So we got Cam Talbot, one year, one million dollars. Since Corpusalo did not resign, we'll get to him when we get to Ottawa. One million dollars, can't. I'm fine with that. I'm still hoping that they're gonna get another goaltender because, I mean, Cam Talbot, he's 36 now. He he's rather he's a he's rather a swing and a miss, or it's a swing and it's a home fucking run. If he can do what he did in Edmonton and find that game, even in Minnesota, I thought he was good. So he's got a pretty nice decor in front of him. It could be a smash of a deal. So we'll see how that one goes. 
And then you got Trevor Lewis and Anderson Doling signing one-year deals at league minimum. Uh, looking like some depth right there. Anderson Dolan's still quite young, so maybe we'll see a step forward for him. And then the man, the legend, Anze Kopitar, gets a two-year extension, $7 million per season. He's 35 now. I mean, the offense is still there. He's not. He wasn't quite point a game, but, I mean, the dude has been leading L.A., what, 15 straight years now? He's been the top scorer for them. Well-deserved. He's the captain, I do believe, yeah. And he's the fucking man. So, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. It might be a little bit rich, but it's only two years. He, maybe he even retires. I don't know. I think Anze Kopitar will be fine. He's still incredibly good defensively. So, even if the offense drops off a little bit, you still got the, you still got the defense. Minnesota, what is up with Minnesota? They did nothing. They did absolutely nothing. So, I mean, they they're very cap strapped. So, yeah, that's that's not too surprising. A little bit surprising. Okay, Montreal. What's up with Montreal? We got a lot of league minimum deals. Uh, Brady Keeper, Philip Malay, uh, one year league minimum. Raphael Raphael Harvey Pinard, two years at one point one. Love that deal. That guy was fucking awesome for them last year. Love that extension right there. He's only 24 years old, so maybe he jumps up a little bit more, but I just like a uh, high-energy guy. And then they, they signed their entry-level deal, David Reinbacher, for three years, 950. So, hell yeah. We'll see how it goes for David Reinbacher, Bacher, and we all know how uh, Carey Price feels about him. That name will terrorize him for the rest of his life. Nashville, what's going on, Nashville? They did some shit. All right, so Ryan O'Reilly and Luke Shen leaving the Leafs, and they're going to Nashville, and I mean, rightfully so. They they got paid, so Ryan O'Reilly, four years, $4.5 million per season for the 32-year-old center. I mean, I'm a little bit surprised that everyone seems to be completely fine with that cap hit. I mean, with I, I don't know. I'd be rave, waving a red flag at how bad that, like, his offense crashed last year bad. So I know he's still incredibly good defensively. He looks to be their top center right now because they don't have Duchesne or Johansson anymore. So, I mean, for $4.5 million, if he's going to be playing your top line center, eh, it's not too bad. And then Lou Shen gets a three-year deal, $2.75 million. Good for you, Lou Shen. There was no way the Leafs were paying uh, either of those guys that much money. So, I mean, good on Nashville. They're, they, they're going after guys that they wanted. Like, those are guys, they like their defense, and they like their size and their leadership. So, I'm fine with that. I'm super sad to see Luke Shen go, but I'm happy he's getting money. And I love the idea of Luke Shen in Nashville. It just, that just it seems right. Cody Glass gets a two-year extension, $2.5 million per season. He's 24. He's still kind of looking to, I don't know if he's going to be uh, a top center for them. I have no idea where he's going to be. Alexander Carrier gets uh, uh, re-signs with them. One year, $2.5 million. Really like what Carrier adds uh, for them. So not too bad. Uh, yeah, you know, Nashville, they, they want to be a playoff team. Uh, just, I really don't know about that. New Jersey, oh boy, everybody's favorite cup contender at the moment. Um, Nathan Bastian signs a two-year 1.35, some depth right there, good with that. Eric Schalgren leaves the Leafs, he joins the New Jersey Devils for league minimum. He's a fine um, depth goaltender, I mean, he came in and did the job for the Leafs, so yeah, he'll probably be a fine addition for the New Jersey Devils, probably going to be taking that Blackwood spot. And then Michael McLeod, one year, 1.4, 25-year-old center. More than likely some depth right there. Not too bad. Oh, God, here we go. It's the Islanders. Oh, boy. I don't know what Lou Lamorello is smoking over there, but I need some of that. So, Scott Mayfield, seven-year extension, $3.5 million per. He is 30 years old. That is going to take him until he's 37. What the fuck? Uh, he's a fine defenseman. I think 3.5 is a little bit rich. Seven years, very rich. But something about Lou, man, he loves seven-year deals. Absolutely loves them. We'll go to the other seven-year deal. Pure Engvall, seven years, $3 million per. Uh, I mean, he's 27, so it's it's still not great. I never would have expected Pure Engvall to get a seven-year deal, but there it is. It's right here, right in front of me, and I'm, I'm looking at it. $21 million. Good for you, Pierre. Good for you, Pierre. I know he played pretty well for them when he got there. It's just what I saw with him in the Leafs, painfully inconsistent. Uh, when he's good, he's great. When he's invisible, he's beyond invisible. So three mil, it's 
not horrible. I mean, they really like to pay their bottom six kind of guys, so we'll see how it goes for Pierre Engvall. I mean, congratulations on the money, my man. And then Julian... Oh, sorry. Ilya Sorokin. So this one... I'm good with. I mean, Sorokin is incredible. Arguably top three goaltender in the league right now. Eight-year extension, $8.25 million per. So uh, definitely not within the trend of what's going on with goaltenders right now. A lot of teams believing in uh, you don't need an elite goaltender. But in the position that the Islanders are in, if they didn't have Sorokin, they wouldn't even be fucking sniffing around playoffs. They'd be a bottom-feeding team for sure. So they need this guy. If they they didn't have him, they wouldn't even be close. And I don't know if this is a good deal for the Islanders or not. I mean, keeping... I love Sorokin, don't get me wrong. I know the fans love him, but if you keep Sorokin around, he's going to keep your team more than likely in the mushy middle, which is the worst place to be. So if you're just outside the playoffs... And you're not shitty enough to get a great draft pick. It's a bad place to be. Talk to the Vancouver Canucks. They kind of live in that area. And, yeah, it's gone very well for them. Um, it's, I mean, yeah, it's it's what he, I think he could have gotten more. I feel like he might have left a little bit of money on the table. He could have easily asked for Vasilevsky money. Um, probably wouldn't have gotten it. But I, I could have I seen it getting up to $9 million. So, 825, you could do worse. Sorokin's a phenomenal goaltender, and I hope he can continue doing that. They also signed Julian Gauthier for basically league men two years. Yeah, I mean, we'll see if he can find it. He's 25 now, so uh, I, I don't know if he's going to really hit to that potential that he was looking for. New York Rangers, what do we got? Oh, yeah, the deal of the fucking whole entire summer. Blake Wheeler, one year, eight hundred thousand dollars are you crazy that should be illegal god damn it blake wheeler 60 point guy for basically league minimum yeah uh rangers are definitely going to be in contention with a deal like that uh gives a fuck if he's terrible defensively at eight hundred thousand dollars i'm fine with it jonathan quick he is going to be the backup now for sorokin all right um he's 37 years old now uh I don't know if Jonathan Quick is necessarily an angel goaltender anymore, but the name recognition uh, looks good in New York. I'm cool with it. Nick Benino, $800,000, one year, alrighty. Pitlick, one year, league min, alrighty. And Connor Mackey, one year, league minimum. So you got some depth right there, lots of depth. Uh, Blake Wheeler, arguably, he could go right into their top six. I don't know what they're going to do. That's a hell of a deal. Good for you, New York. So that's like one of the benefits of New York. You know, people want to go there, and you can get deals like that. uh, Blake Wheeler left a shitload of money on the table. He could have made a lot more than that. Ottawa, what do we got? Come on. We got, we got Eric Brandstrom. He gets a a re-sign one year, two million. He's 23. I mean, he could he could still get there. I mean, the the initial potential on this guy, I don't think it's there anymore. Uh, potentially, he was the next next Eric Carlson. Not so much nowadays. Kind of looks like he's gonna maybe be a top six at best, but we'll see how it goes for him. One year. Uh, but Bernard Docker gets a two year extension, 800 grand. Fine with that. Still a young defenseman trying to find his way. And then they went big on Jonas Jonas Corposalo, five year deal. $4 million per. Kind of looks like one of those deals, rather you love it or you hate it. Oh, I don't really know where I'm at with it. Uh, at the, I mean, at the beginning when he first showed up in L.A., it looked really great. And then at the end of L.A., you know, Edmonton looked like they figured him out. So it looks like there's probably a book on Corpus Allo. Uh We'll see if teams happen to forget it over this offseason and it goes very well for him in Ottawa it this one just really seems like we'll just kind of have to wait and see how it goes for him in Ottawa new team new system and all that stuff uh I mean I I hope it's a slam dunk sort of I mean it's Ottawa so I can't really like them that much but I like Corpus man I've been waiting for this guy to like emerge he's kind of been a soldier a foot soldier there in, in Columbus for a long time destroyed the Leafs I mean, I should hate him for what he did to the Leafs, but we'll see how it goes for him there in Ottawa. Travis Hamnick, I cannot believe he re-signed after fucking Shabbat smacked him in the face with a hockey stick last year, but he's coming back. He wants more pain. Two years, 1.1 per. I mean, definitely a lot better than his last deal. He's a fine bottom six guy. I mean, he's big, and yeah, so there you go. Not bad. Zach McEwen, three-year deal for league minimum. Yeah, not not bad. 26-year-old, probably a depth forward at this point. But yeah, not too bad. All right, we go on to Philadelphia. How'd we do? What we got here? We got, we got, there we go. Okay, Ryan Paling, 
one year, 1.4, 24-year-old uh, center. Okay, it might be something there. Garnet Hathaway gets a two years, 2.375, 31-year-old right winger. I mean, he's going to add a little bit of more toughness to the lineup. So, again, Philadelphia is in full rebuild right now. So, they're going to be throwing more money at guys than they probably would be getting anywhere else. But, yeah, he probably is appealed by that money and the two years. So, he probably likes that. Mark Stahl, one year, 1.1 mil. You know, he's going to bring some veteran leadership back there on the blue line. You know, it's it's definitely a a very low risk signing. So yeah, that's that's not too bad. Not 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 too good yet from Philadelphia, but they they probably got a lot more to work on here. Oh god, here comes fucking Kyle Dubas. Oh boy, I, I was at, at, there are a couple signings here that makes me kind of happy that he's gone, but Nolachari does not resign with the Leafs. He goes to Pittsburgh, and he gets a three-year deal, $2 million per. Fine with that signing. I mean, for what Nolachari is, $2 million, yeah. I mean, that's a pretty nice cap hit, probably lowered by the three-year deal. I don't, you know, three years, eh, it's it's, it's doable. I'm fine with it. So that's going to be a good little player for them. Now, this one, another one that's kind of uh, love it or hate it, re-signing Tristan Jari, five-year extension, $5.375 million, 28-year-old goaltender. Uh, you know, he has his good moments where he looks really solid. Um, he kind of seems like more of a regular season goaltender and kind of crumbles when it comes to playoff time, but he's still fairly young, you know? He's a goaltender that's still kind of in the prime of 28 years old. It could be a make-or-break deal, man. This could be... I still think it's a little bit too rich for even his track record. I would have been happier at, like, four. But um, we'll see how it goes, man. It's definitely a risky deal for sure. When it comes to goaltenders, man, it's... Yeah, uh, giving them term is risky. They got Alex Nedeljkovic for one year, 1.5. A deal that could be excellent or it could be just whatever and he's gone, so... We'll see. And now this one, eyebrow-raising city. Ryan Graves gets a six-year... Ex, uh, six-year deal, four and a half million dollars per. Um, he's a good defensive defenseman, but oh, I don't know about that four and a half and six years on that. He's twenty-eight. Uh, I mean, it's it's probably not going to be one of the better deals out there. Uh, yeah, I don't know what you were doing with that one, man. I, I everyone was shocked by th- by that number. I mean, he's a he's a fine defenseman, but it, that's a, that's rich. That's definitely rich. Lars Eller gets a two-year deal, two, $2.45 million. He's 34 now. You know, he's, again, he's kind of a Swiss Army knife. He's a center, probably going to be a third-line center for them. It, that could be a good spot for him there in Pittsburgh. So, you know, it's two years. He would have been happier with one, but I understand he's a veteran. He probably wanted that extra year. Um, y- Yona Kopinen, league minimum, good for you. And then Will Butcher gets a one-year uh, league minimum deal as well. So, the Will Butcher experiment, you know, I don't think it, it definitely didn't work out uh, in Pittsburgh. I don't know if he's even going to make the team. So we'll, we'll see how it goes for Will Butcher, but at least he's staying in Pittsburgh. San Jose, what do we got here? So you got lots of uh, pretty low deals here. So Kyle Burrows, three years at 1.1, you know, uh Depth-ish defenseman. He'll probably be in the lineup for them. You know, some Vancouver Canuck fans liked him. I don't know that much about him. Mackenzie Blackwood gets a two-year, $2.35 million. You know, I like I like the flyer that you're taking on him. It might be a little bit rich for other teams, but they're in a position to try. They need a goaltender. So if they can uh, fix up Mackenzie Blackwood, get him back on track... It could be a great thing for them. So um, I'm hoping for Mackenzie Blackwood that he can refine his game. He's 26 now, so mm. Ryan Carpenter, league minimum, kind of a center depth uh, signing. And Giovanni Smith gets a two-year deal, 800000 and just probably be a depth winger for them. Not too bad. We got St. Oh, wait, I passed the Kraken. I almost forgot about the Kraken. We don't want to forget our Kraken fans out there. All right, well, they weren't too busy anyway. Uh, Brian Dumoulin. Two-year deal, $3.15 million. Ah, might be a little bit rich, but it's only two years, so not too bad. This one I really like. Kaylor Yamamoto, one year, $1.5 million. They are really good at taking young players that haven't quite hit their potential and getting a lot out of them. You know, Tolvanen, Sprawn, can they do the same with Yamamoto? I feel like Yamamoto could be a slam dunk for them, so really hoping for him. And Connor Carrick. The, oh, is that, that Connor Carrick? Oh, cool. Uh, league minimum, one year. Depth 
depth signing. Could I don't even know if he's going to make the team, but it not bad. St. Louis, what are we doing here? Where are we at? Uh, oh, wow, they didn't. Absolutely, just uh, Mackenzie McEachern, two years league minimum depth signing right there. Good job, St. Louis. We got Tampa Bay. They're busy getting rid of people, uh, and but they did add some people as well. You got Connor Sherry. Three years, $2 million. Not bad, man. Not bad. He's a pretty damn good bottom six forward. Josh Archibald, two years, 800000 Luke Clendenning, 800000 for two years. Jonas Johnson, two years. That's a goaltender, so probably a depth goalie and two depth wingers. And Calvin DeHaan, there's your depth defenseman. So they're picking up a lot of depth. Really, all they can do, man, they, they don't have any money and really not a whole lot of capital to trade away. So yeah, Tampa Bay is just going to be doing a lot of looking from within. Now the Toronto Maple Leafs. So we know they were up to a little bit of shit. Uh, some deals here that make people upset and some deals that make us quite happy. So we got Ryan Reeves kicking it off. A uh, three-year deal, $1.35 million. He's 36 years old now. He's still tough as nails, so we're not worried about that. I'm fine with the deal, man. I know it's three years, and it's going to take him at least 39. Doubtful that he's... I don't, I don't know if he's going to play that whole entire time. And it's a variable deal. If it gets that bad, I think he's more effective than Clifford ever was, or even Wayne Simmons, because Ryan Reeves is just substantially bigger. He is probably the toughest guy in the league still today. And he's going to bring in a culture shift, man. Like, I've already heard him on, I think it was Chicklets. I've heard the interview where he's like, yeah, like, I like to go in there and like chirp guys. And yeah, I think hopefully it works out really good. Like, I don't know what's going on in the locker room. It's all speculation at this point that it's a pretty quiet and serious locker room, which makes sense. You got John Tavares as your captain, kind of captain serious and quiet, but um, I like it, man. I'm, I was very happy to see Ryan Reeves joining in now three years. I mean, I don't like three years, obviously, but it's one point, one million dollars. Like, who gives a shit? I'm fine with it. John Klingberg, one year, $4.15 million. So... It looks like Morgan Riley is going to get shifted off of the top power play. I think John Klingberg is a bit better offensively than Morgan Riley. And we'll see what this means for Morgan Riley. Is Morgan Riley going to shift and try and focus more on defense, which isn't necessarily his strongest part of the game. I, I think he's just like a solid two-way uh, defenseman is Morgan Riley. Uh, he's definitely more gauged to the offensive side, so... Again, it's it's kind of up for question. I could see them kind of shifting Mo and Klingberg around throughout the season, but I would have to say opening night, John Klingberg, probably PP1. One year, four mil, eh, there, there's not much risk to that. Tyler Bertuzzi, baby. One year, 5.5, no one saw this coming. Bertuzzi uh, made it very known during like COVID and all that shit. Like, he, he didn't get the shot. He, he didn't play in Canada. And now he's playing in Canada. So that's pretty cool. Very happy to have Bertuzzi. I didn't, I didn't, like, I know the Leafs have been very interested in him for a while. They tried to get him out of Detroit, and yeah, here we go. We got him in free agency for one year. He's definitely, I don't know if he's going to be top line, or he's going to be in that top six, playing with a superstar, and he's basically our Michael Bunting replacement, and I would say an upgrade. Tyler Bertuzzi, if he can play like he was playing for the Bruins in the playoffs especially, holy fuck, look out. Tyler Bertuzzi could be fucking awesome. And I feel like this is great because that can move Nyes down to the third line, I'm hoping, where I feel he could be a major, major problem for teams. I mean, a Matthew Nyes down there on the third line, shelter roll, he could be very effective there. So I like the signing a lot. Max Domi, baby, one year, $3 million. Domi is back in Toronto. And I know he said this about every team that he signed for, but he really wants to make this his home. And I hope we can make it his home too. I mean, Max Domi... This should be his home, and I I love what Max Domi has done throughout his career. I know he's been not necessarily up to that point level that he was. I think it was in Montreal where he hit like 70 points, but for three mil, one year, low risk, I'm super into it. And then they also got Dylan Gambrell, 26-year-old center for league men. Might be our fourth line center, more than likely a depth signing right there. So, you know, not too bad. I know people are pissed off about Ryan Reeves, but I'm super, I love Tyler Produzzi and Nadomi signing, Gambrell, smart, cheap signing, and Klingberg. I mean, I know people are like, oh, well, you know, Gustafson put up more points than him. He got like way less money, but. I know John Klingberg isn't very good defensively, but he's probably better defensively than Gustafson. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, I'm not mad at Toronto like some other people are. Vancouver Canucks. 
They were a little bit busy. Got Ian Cole, one year, three mil. They were all about getting that guy, so they got him. Teddy Bluger, one year, 1.9. That could be a good one. He looks to be that coveted third line center spot for Vancouver they've been trying to fill out for like a hundred years and I'm really hoping Teddy Bluger is the answer for them Carson Soucy gets a three-year deal 3.25 million dollars mm, we'll see how that one works out it should be fine Trist- Tristan Nielsen gets his entry-level deal Matt Irwin signs two years league men Zach uh Sawchenko signs a one-year league men uh Sawchenko's goaltender Matt Irwin could be more than likely depth defenseman, but he might make the lineup. And then Akito Hirose signs a deal. It says he's re-signing, but okie dokie. And we'll go to Vegas now. I don't think they were very busy other than partying. Yeah, they didn't do anything too crazy. I feel like I've already talked about these extensions, but Aiden Hill, two years, 4.9. It's a little bit rich, I feel. I feel like he could have left a little bit more money on the table, but he earned it. And then Ivan Barbashev gets a five-year, $25 million. Five, five mil per? Yeah, I feel like he could have got more. So could be a absolute bargain for the Knights. We'll see how it goes for him. It seems like he's got incredible chemistry with Jack Eichel. So that could be, that could be really good for them. Washington Capitals. All right, folks, we're almost done. We're getting there. Uh, where are we here with Washington? We got Max Pacioretty, one year, $2 million. If he can stay healthy, that will be an absolute steal. People are quite happy about the Matthew Phillips, one year, league minimum, 25-year-old center. Could be a really good deal for them right there. Martin Ferravari re-signs for three years, 2.675. That's a pretty good deal, man. He's still quite young. It could be a bridge deal. I don't know what this guy's ceiling is, but I like that deal. They got uh, Prisky for league men, and they bring in Andrew Crystal. Entry-level deal for him right there. So, eh, you know, I was hoping that they would have gotten a defenseman or two by now. But, uh, uh, you know, there's still time. There's still some defensemen out there. Winnipeg Jets. What do we got? We got, okay, uh, Colin Delia, goaltender. I... You know, he'll be a depth goaltender because Laurent Bressois is back with Winnipeg. He will be the backup. He could, if if Hellebuck gets traded, he could be the starter. Uh, Namastinknov gets a two-year, oh, wow, $4 million per season. That's a little bit rich, uh, I would say, but I don't really like that deal very much. We'll see how that one goes. Jeffrey Vial gets league men. Uh, Johnson Fialbi gets one, two years league men. And Dylan Sandberg gets two years, $1.4 million. I like that deal quite a bit. It's uh, He's a young defenseman, 24 years old, and he kind of looked like he was getting it going there last year. So I, I, I'm, I'm good with that deal as well. And holy shit, we got through all of them. Wow. Um, I, I don't really like doing who won and who didn't, but um, I felt Detroit was really busy. New Jersey was pretty busy. I didn't hate what the Leafs did, but yes. All right, let's try and figure out uh, all these trades here. Uh, Ross Colton, Tyler Toffoli. Ah, man, I don't remember where we necessarily left off last year. So we'll just start. Oh, no, I know I did the Tyler Toffoli one. I know people aren't happy about that deal, but I I like Igor Sharangovich. Everyone's putting some stink on his name. Not nice. Uh, Colorado acquires Ross Colton from Tampa for a second-round pick in 2023. I mean, Tampa's got to shed shed uh, some salary cap. They're definitely going to miss Ross Colton. Colorado gladly going to be taking him. Pittsburgh robs Vegas of Riley Smith for a third round pick. So there goes one of the misfits. Uh, That should be a very nice addition for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Josh Bailey traded to the Chicago Blackhawks uh, along with a second round pick for future considerations. So that cap hit is now off the books for the Islanders. In a really sad way for Josh Bailey's you know, Islander career to end. He's lifelong Islander, and boom, he is off and sent out to Chicago for free. Uh, we got the, that Edmonton deal, future considerations on their way to Edmonton for Kaylor Yamamoto and Clem Costine. Fucking hell of a job there for Detroit. Uh, I'll just start from the top. Fuck it. Pat Maroon and Maxime Kojkovic traded by. Uh, traded to Minnesota from Tampa for a seventh round, and Tampa is also retaining 20% of Maroon's salary. So, with that being said, Minnesota will win the Cup next year because Patty Maroon is always in that Stanley Cup final. Uh, Winnipeg Jets acquire Art Artemi Kanaizev. I don't care. 
Uh, Florida Panthers acquire Stephen Lawrence in a fifth round pick, and they send Anthony Duclair to the Sharks. So kind of shedding some salary cap, kind of been dealing with a little bit of injury problems the last couple seasons. So, I mean, I'm good with the Flyers take it. Th- didn't he not play there before? Uh, maybe he did. Who knows? Uh, New Jersey acquires Colin Miller from Dallas for a fifth. Nice little addition there for New Jersey. Washington acquires Joel Edmondson from Montreal for a third round in 24, a seventh round in 24, and Montreal retains 50% of Edmonton's, or, uh, Edmondson's salary. So there's a defenseman for Washington that they desperately, desperately need. So that's basically all the uh, all the trades uh, that, yeah, not, not that many trades. I'm a little bit surprised that we haven't had more trades than that. But yeah, that's everyone that's been signed and traded so far in terms of uh, players that are still available in free agency. You got Nat Dumba. Uh, a little bit surprised that we haven't gotten a team signing him yet. I think I heard that the Leafs were in on him a little bit, but I think he wanted a little bit too much money. Nick Holden is still out there, another defenseman. Forwards, you still got Patrice Bergeron. You know, he's not going to sign with anyone other than Boston. It's just up to him if he's going to be coming back or not. He is 37 years old. The way that it ended for them last season really looked like he was hanging them up, but I super, super wouldn't be surprised if he came back and played one more season. Patrick Kane is still out there and available. David Krejci, again, probably won't be playing for anyone other than the Bruins if he's coming back. Zach Parise, I mean, I'm not surprised. I I don't know if anyone's going to take that guy. He's 38. He had 34 points in 82 games. So uh, I'm I'm surprised, honestly, that he hasn't retired yet. But good for you, Zach. Paul Stasny's out there. And Vladimir Tarasenko is still out there. There's been a lot of talk around Tarasenko between, I think it's Carolina and Ottawa were potentially out there. And then he fired his agent. And apparently he was like, no, 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 I'm I'm not interested in anyone other than New York. He wants to stay with the Rangers, but um, if he signs for eight hundred thousand, I'm gonna be fucking pissed off. Okay, so don't do that to me, Vlad, because that's just like cheating. Jonathan Taves is still out there as well. Uh, up to him if he's gonna keep playing or he retires. Yaroslav Halak, in terms of goaltenders, Harris, uh, Halak is still out there. Martin Jones and Alex Stalock. I'm a little bit surprised Stalock is still out there. He played pretty well on a shitty team in Chicago last year. I feel like someone should. Maybe take a flyer on him for a solid backup third-tier goaltender, but he's still out there. Martin Jones and Halak, I'm not overly surprised that they're still out there. Halak is 38 now, and Martin Jones, though like his record was good, his save percentage has been dog shit for years, so you know I, I'm not surprised he's not taken yet. But yeah, those are kind of the big names that are still out there in terms of free agents, so... What do you guys think? Which ones, what teams do you think did really good and really bad? I mean, Rangers getting Blake Wheeler for 800000 is just absolutely ridiculous. I know people are chirping Anaheim, but they're it's smart moves for them. They're just adding in some good leadership and veteran skill and stuff like that. They're going to teach the young guys. Doesn't They don't care how much they're spending. They just need to hit the floor anyway. I still think they're $6 million underneath the floor, so they need to give people more money. I, I had to do that numerous times in the NHL video games playing GM mode when you are stripping down a team like oh I remember tons of times where I would just sort by age and just find the oldest like veteran guys that I can recognize their name and I'll just throw like 10 million dollars at them they're like oh my god oh oh thank you so much I'm 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 completely set financially and it's like yeah yeah it feels great feels great but you know, that's that's how it is. But that's everything that's been going on over the last week or so. Uh, in terms of the offseason here for the hockey cast, I'm totally open to some cool suggestions and ideas, uh, fun ideas that we can do in the offseason. Obviously, we're going we're gonna to be doing the regular shit. We're going to go through all the teams and divisions. Once, you know, the more dust settles, we get more signings, teams fill out a little bit more, we can start talking about predictions and, and what teams we think are going to be improved and so on and so forth, all that stuff. I have um, a few ideas in terms of topics that I can do. I've, I still want to do that like Her- Harold Ballard era of the Toronto Maple Leafs and just go through all their terrible decisions that they made and why they were bad for like 45 years, so on and so forth. So if you have any cool ideas, you know, last summer I did a couple Leaf retrospectives where I went back and uh, went through the, what was it? I forget what years I did. And it was like tw- uh, 
2012 and 13 or something. I don't know. I did a couple of Leaf season retrospectives. Those were a lot of fun. And uh, maybe we can do some more of those. So I think that's going to be it for me today, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We're right there at the weekend, baby. So you got this. Enjoy some sun. It's been hotter than fucking hell over here in Canada. So be careful. Stay hydrated and all that great stuff. Don't get too much sun like me. I'm burnt to a crisp at the moment. But I'm fine with it because I'm going to be tan after, after I, you know, deal with the burn. But... Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. You are awesome. We'll be back again with uh, WrestleCast this weekend. You can check out last weekend. You know, the Money in the Bank review is up there. That was fun. Money in the Bank, one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year. you got ladder matches, so ladder matches are awesome. And this up, well, the last GamerCast that we did was Final Fantasy VI. So if you want to go back and listen to Final Fantasy VI or any of the prior GX GamerCast, we're getting close to 50 of them. Now, so I have a pretty big game plan for episode 50. It's going to be one of my big games from my past. So that's kind of the teaser. Haven't necessarily picked which one it's going to be yet, but I have a pretty damn good idea what game that's going to be. Um, the upcoming gamer uh, gamer cast is going to be 10 underrated games that I played in my time. So we're just going to be talking about some underrated games. That'll be a lot of fun. The episode after that, I am planning a versus episode. It is going to be, um, uh, we're putting up the best years in gaming against each other. So up first, it's going to be 1998 going up against 2004. And we are going to be debating which year was better, which year was more important to video games as a whole. Because there's just been so much talk about this year, 2023, as being the greatest year in video games of all time. And we're not even, we're just about halfway through it. So I was like, let's go back and look at some of the other big years and put them up against each other. So that's going to be a ton of fun. Send in questions or anything like that. If you have them, send them in now. And uh, you can put them on the YouTube. These get uploaded to YouTube. So you can put comments there. You can follow me on Twitter where I put up announcements and all that stuff over there. Also on YouTube, there is a Batman Let's Play that's going up there. Pretty fun. And yeah, so I think that is everything, everybody. Again, enjoy yourselves a very lovely weekend. And we will be back again soon with some more GX Plus Cast. Plus Cast.